Book Interrupted has partnered with Libro FM for a fan giveaway. Fans that contribute to the Untamed Book Cycle will be entered to win a three-month free membership to Libro FM. Fans can contribute by sending us an email, a video, leaving a voice message for us, or commenting on our social media. For more information on how to get hold of us, please go to www.bookinterrupted.com. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. I had nightmares. I couldn't, I couldn't function. I um, do not believe in God to say, to start. Is it just the use of the word God? A lot of too easy answers to these really complex questions. Growing up, Doyle. <laughs> and it's because I'm Glennon Doyle. You're welcome. <laughs> My body and soul, information is the goal. Trying to learn something new. Inflammation is the goal. Trying to learn something new. Without being disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the goal. This episode's brought to you by Liz Clark Astrology. No-nonsense, personalized, honest handwritten readings that aim to be as constructive and helpful as possible. A glimpse into your true self, maybe even one you forgot about. Go to www.lizclark.com. You can also find the link in our show notes below. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from February 14th to March 21st. It's Kara's book cycle, and the book we're reading is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Untamed is a memoir that examines the restrictive roles and expectations placed on women. For more information about Book Interrupted or this book cycle, please go to www.bookinterrupted.com. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. The God stuff she lost me a bit in the God, God sections. Yeah. Can you say more about that, Mare? Because, like, the God stuff for me was really um, powerful. Like, I feel I liked her God stuff, right? So what was it about it? When she was like, yeah, priest, you don't get to decide. For me, I was loving that. I agree with that. Yeah, me too. Because it was separating religion and God, right? I loved that separation. I do think that's important. I um, do not believe in God, to say, to start. I do agree that you have to figure out if you believe in God, you got to figure out your own, what you believe. And, uh, but you know, I do, I didn't like the jump about what I'm listening to inside me is God. And so it's true. I don't know. I think it just opens it up to, you can do whatever you want. Do you believe something? Do you have, um, like, would you describe yourself as having spirituality or faith in something or are you purely yes. scientific? So, right. I'd say that, I'd say that I have, um, I think that there's a lot we don't understand about the physical world. Yeah, I think there's like a connectedness we don't understand. Even about like how human beings are, we're still learning. Like we are very complicated beings and we're still, in, still learning about that. So is it just the use of the word God, like the name God? No. Because it's associated with like traditional religion? Like would you? No, I think... If there was, if it was called something different, I think, no, uh, not at all. Actually, 
No, I mean, I fully respect people having their beliefs. And uh, I think it's very important for a lot of people to believe in God. And it's very important for some people to follow a organized religion, uh, like for their own spiritual health. But I, maybe it's like she's saying, I don't know what it was about it. There's something that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, this person can't preach to me, but I'll preach to you. I don't even know what it was. Mm, I hear you on that. I feel like, so like, I don't believe that there's like a God, like what Christianity would want you to believe. But I do believe to myself to be like really spiritual. And I believe in like, I call it the universe and, you know, synchronicity and all sorts of things that I won't go into right now. And so when she spoke about, and I believe exactly what she said too, which was like, oh my God, like she thinks the same thing that I think. And I just have a tendency when people like her specifically say God, I just substitute in like universe, right? Like she's talking about what I know, I know. And that's cool with me. Like, I don't care that she called it God. And you said you don't either, but like, so when, like, cause I think that like when I, when people are looking for answers outside of themselves, I realize that you, if you can get quiet, if you can go in that closet, if you can get in touch with your knowing all of the answers, you know, them already inside yourself. It's just a matter of getting quiet enough or in touch with yourself enough. It's a matter of like removing that cage or taking off whatever that other thing. Like, I truly believe that, that I carry it within me like the fact that I came from something else, right? Not just the science of my mother's egg and my father's sperm joining together and creating a human, but like, like, like we're all from the same source, spiritually speaking. And so when you need to contact that source, it's right there within you. And if you can be quiet enough and, and look inward enough, you can find whatever answer you seek. That's what I truly believe. I think there's a bit of a difference between looking inside and figuring out what you want so that you can live a life without regret and looking inside and hearing uh, what you think you should do and then say, um, because God or the universe or whatever told me to. So that's the best thing, uh, regardless of anything else around me. But I think that there's an un- like there's a mis. I just think it gives you a permission be like, well, I have permission because God or the universe intended me to do this. And depending on, I don't know, I just, there's something about that. I feel like it's a misunderstanding because in your retelling, I hear a separation between God and myself, right? Like an outside entity is informing me of what to do. And I don't have that separation. But a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And I think she did too. And she may as well. Because she uh, came from very Christian um, upbringing and stuff like that. So I believe in God. And so I'm just going to weigh in here. (laughs) So I like what she said that God's within because I feel like that. I feel similar to her. But she also rubbed me the wrong way in this form as well. Only because like I have my beliefs and for me they're just private. And I would never personally... I would never try to like convince someone else of them. And I feel like in the book, she's like, she's kind of, and I realize that's her wife. So maybe that's why, but I feel like she's forcing feeding God to Abby and it's not, it's rubbing Abby. Like she's not into it. So just, just let it be yourself. So I, I'm same thing. I'm reading it. I believe everything she does. Like God's within, you can touch like. God is like, I say to my kids, like, God's like the wind, like you can't see it, but everything's connected. We're all made of what I feel like is God and whatever. I probably don't even talk to you guys about it very much because it's just personal for me. It's private. And I think everyone has the right to have their own beliefs and live their life the way they live them. 
And I just feel like there was a little bit of like forcing her beliefs and how maybe her beliefs are even better than organized religion's beliefs. And not necessarily, not all people who follow organized religion are like mean and bad and, and telling people that they're doing the wrong things. Like this is the right way to believe in God. And I didn't like, once again, I didn't like that. I feel like it was coming from, well, I felt like Abby was expressing um, some pain because she was formerly religious and she felt rejected by her religion. And so she felt like she could either be herself or have God in her life. And so I don't think that Glennon was doing anything sweeping. I think she was responding specifically to her partner's pain in an attempt to ease it by redefining what God is. And she was basically saying God is not religion. God is the, is the thing that like loves you anyway. I can't remember. Like it was really, really poignant what she said, but she's like, God is not your religion. God is not the priest that says homosexuality is not allowed. You know, you take God with you when you leave that environment. We can visit the church, but like the love of God or, or spiritual or whatever, like you still have that. I think she was saying it in response. I don't think the, like, I don't think she was trying to push her beliefs on Abby. But she's saying, like, she's saying it as if she knows. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like the way she was saying it is like, she's describing what God is because she definitely knows. But I think what she's describing too is the thing that's common among all religions of the people who are not using their religion as a weapon, which is God is love. That's what all kind of religions believe. And like at their, at the core. And so she was just restating that as, as well. Right? And, and like, so she thinks that she knows it, but like she was, it was kind of those served on a dish of, and it's because I'm Glennon Doyle. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think everything you're saying is very true and wonderful, uh, KJ. And I also like Mare, you, everything you're saying, like, we don't need to define it. Like we don't need to talk this together. But I'm curious what Lindsay thinks about the book. I, I didn't hate it. I thought the stories were good, like you all are saying. I didn't hate it. You know, I think what a lot of you are touching on to, or everyone but Kim maybe, is that I feel like she had too, a lot of too easy answers to these really complex questions. And it was too much like, well, if you do this and do this and I know, and then it's going to be fine and you're going to know and you're going to. And, you know, for you, Kim, that makes sense because you know yourself just the same and you can do that inside. Think of someone who who grows up, you know, in a different environment, who grows up with abusive parents or who everybody has their own story. And I think that I would have preferred her to just tell her story and tell her story. Not She was very like glassy over like it was not she wasn't. And at one point she says she's happy and that's why she's not as angsty or in her writing. And I think I wanted to, like when someone tells a story, I want to feel what they're feeling. And she was more just like telling you things. She like threw things at you and she and then she had these like, mo yeah, her morals or her ideas of, well, if you do this and everything, you're going to be as happy as me. And and I know there's other th like there were things I really liked about it. And I but I just felt like it was a like glassy, easy answered, something that like, you know, somebody who's a white Christian woman would pick up and sorry, not to offend all of us white, you know, women, but just to say like to pick up and be like, oh yeah, now I know I can be within myself. And I don't know, I just felt it wasn't inclusive enough for, and it, you know, and she was like, she talked about racism and sexuality. And I think all those were the, the bare minimum, like 
Like it was great. It's great for women who aren't exposed to, you know, racism or not racism, but like people of color or LGBTQ people, you know, for them, it was great. It would be great because then you get that experience to understand those things on a very basic level. But I just wanted more. I wanted more of her story. I wanted more of her angst. I wanted her to tell more of her personal stuff and less of her telling you what to do. I would recommend it for some people, but I would never read it again for me. It was a, it was a meat. Meep. No, it was a man. Meep. So I just, yeah, I thought it was too easy. It was too easy answers. I would definitely uh, recommend it uh, to people. In fact, I'm even going to recommend it to my daughters. Like seriously, I would, I would love to, because there's some passages that are so beautiful when she gets into the water and the ocean and the buckets and the glasses, like those analogies. I like that analogy too. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, the symbolism. I'm like, it's fucking beautiful. Like, it's so good. I just, I was like, because how do you explain to Lindsay's point? There are some complex topics that are included in this book. Like, how do you even begin? to touch upon them. And I think, Lindsay, you're right. It just if you were to stay with the storytelling, but go all in, like when she got really messy by sharing the story about how she had like rigged. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. I love that one. When she had rigged in high school, I was like, yeah, like that. I was like, tell the story. See, I love that story because it was negative. It was like really real. It was so vulnerable. It was so much more real than anything else. It made me cringe. Yeah. It was so good. It was a fantastic little gem. Yeah. But I loved it because she wasn't telling us what to do, how to think or feel or do. She was willing to go. Maybe that's why I liked that section. Yes, because she got. So messy. It was actually memoir-like. Be like, I did this and I did this and look at this terrible yes. life I had. And then the last section was like, I did this and you should yes, do this. That's and you can do this. And she, it was all about, the first section was me, memoir. Yeah. And the second was like, the second part was me, I did this to get out. And the third section was like, I did this and now you should. And you should and you should and you should. I guess that's probably why the last section rubbed me the wrong way. Is that just the sense that you got? Like, she didn't actually say people should start doing this. She wasn't actually saying you should, you should. She'd say things like you can do this and you can do that. And there's a lot of more like I did this and you can. Most of us said we'd recommend the book. I don't think we're saying we wouldn't recommend the book. I'm saying I think we're saying... Like for me, I really liked the book. Like I enjoyed it. There was just something, like Leo was saying, there was just a something and it took me like a week or so to figure out what was it that made me not like gush over this book. I read, I was like into it. Like it was, it was a fast read. I was reading it other than, actually I took two days off when I got to that part. Ooh, it, when it, yeah, Mary, you said. <laughs> um, about the uh, kids that were taken away from their parents. At the border, the U.S. border. So I had to take two days off from reading it, from starting that chapter. But what I found out was really cool because I felt like her. Like I, I totally shut down when that happened. I had nightmares. I couldn't, I couldn't function. And um, I decided to donate money to somebody that might be doing something to help them. And the person I donated to was Together Rising. I checked. Oh, I was like, when I read of Together Rising, I think that, 
that. I was one of the 4.6 million people that gave money. And I was because I was like, I need to do something so I can sleep because this is so horrible. Like, how can the world let this happen? Um, so anyway, I really lo- like, I really loved the book. There was just the, that. So I wanted to say that, especially like to Kim that like loves it. I really liked the book and I would recommend it to people. And I think she's doing great things. And I think she's a really good person. I just think that there's going to be another memoir of maybe some other lessons she learned and being like, like, I think there's might be some things in here that she learns a different lesson and she might refer back to just because she did say certain things. But I, I think she's a great person. And I think she's, she's trying to do good in the world, world, right? Like she's, she's legitimately trying to make it a better place. Yes. And she's never saying like, I figured it all out and here it is the end. She's never saying that. Right. So she, there probably will be another book because the, in the podcast, when she was on armchair expert, she says like, my point isn't like, this is how you do life. My point is life is messy and we're all figuring it out. And this is a story about how I'm figuring it out. And if we happen to take lessons from that and it resonates with us, then awesome. But she's not writing a how to. I really liked reading her voice, but when I heard her on the podcast, that's when I had the experience that you all had through the book. I liked her less from hearing her on the podcast. She became less authentic to me. Yeah, salesmanship. Yes, and she regurgitated stories from the book instead of, it seemed like having actual genuine conversations. So I just want to say that because I don't want to be perceived as like completely fully on board with everything. Her messages... Like they resonated with me hard. And I feel like that. I do think things are, are simple. I like, I, anyways, I don't want to get into it because I, I fear I might be naive and I don't want to, you know, have too much time talking about it and then be later proved dramatically wrong. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, um, I, when I heard her speaking as an actual person, I liked her less because she came off like the book was authentic enough for me and her in real life was not. Maybe that's her trying to maintain boundaries though, because she probably picked the stories very carefully. I don't think that chick has boundaries, man. Like I can't help but think that everyone has some. Well, sure. Of course. Even Kara. Of course. Sure. Even Kara who wants to be naked all the time. Oh, even Kara all the time. Who wants us to see your insides? But you like, wanted to ride the cheetah naked. You give us messages in the bath. I mean, like as far as boundaries go, Kara's got the least in the group. This interruption is brought to you by Strange Things, a self-published children's book written by Ann Amos and illustrated by Leah McBean. Find the digital ebook on Amazon.ca. Book interrupted. Okay, here's an interruption for ya. How about trying to come up with something different for dinner every day of your life for the rest of eternity? I find it difficult. What should I have? I find that I rotate the same options over and over again. And they're my favorites, obviously, or the easiest to prepare, I guess. But I'm even sick of that. So I would love to hear suggestions in a Facebook group, a book interrupted Facebook group. That would be cool. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know what to make for dinner. So I guess we're going hungry. Book interrupted. But I also want to say that just like women who run with the wolves, I would have been happy to just read the stories and not the analysis. So this is like me again. Ah. You know, which is uh, interesting. interesting for me. Like, I love the stories. I thought her personal stories were fantastic. I just didn't like the analysis bit. So same. Yeah, I just keep repeating this pattern. Hopefully not the whole thing. <laughs> 
Did anybody else find themselves really digging Abby? Like, I really, I was like, I was like, like, and I was already like OCD Glennon. And then I got to a point where I was like, actually, Glennon, just move over here a second. I'd like to get to know this Abby, <laughs> you know? Like, well, Abby also writes books, Kara, if you want to read hers. Right? Oh, I want to check it out. I was just like, she's one cool chick. What's her called? Like Wolfpack or something? Is she have one that's got like a wolf? Wolfpack. So I feel like Abby's personality while reading the book, I really like Abby a lot. And her personality reminds me of my husband so much. <gasps> because of the soccer. Like so See much. That. And grounding. Maybe the soccer too. Right. The soccer, the grounding. Like her being like, I am a doer and I know how to do everything right. And she's like, oh, and then her sister being like, just pretend. She's like, I'll pretend until, we, like, until Abby does it wrong and I have to swoop in with my great doing everything ideas and then everything works out. That's my husband. It's totally you and Mama do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a beautiful, the, the love story is my favorite part. Her and, her and Abby's story. That's definitely my favorite. And then her and her daughter. And Did anyone else feel like the one child of hers got like lots of like highlights and accolades and the other two were like does anyone else feel like at one point when tish grows up there's gonna be growing up doyle <laughs> like like how my mother scarred me by writing an entire book about how about me yeah and my polar bears. Yeah, but how sensitive I am. Yeah. I just think that Glennon really sees herself in that daughter. And so a lot of her lessons come through that daughter's experience. And like, I bet. Made me nervous. Made me so nervous. And like, I liked it because I like that, like, um, like seeing behind the curtain. But oh my gosh, the whole time I was like, oh my God, Tisha's going to grow up and fucking be pissed. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. Maybe to her defense, maybe she asked her children, maybe she wrote some stories and said, are you okay with me putting this in? Like she may have gone and, and asked them for each one. Um, although, can you imagine her son say, yes, put in the one about the pornography? Maybe. He's like, yeah, I watch it. So what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but maybe she asked. Maybe maybe they were okay with it. Or maybe some of them said no to some of them. I don't know. Right. Maybe that's why they weren't in it as much. We can ask her if we ever have Glennon on. She's not going to want to come on after what I said. I think it'd be good. Sorry, guys. I don't think she'd be that upset about it. Because she even says herself, she's like, I'm not great at like maintaining friendships and whatever. So she knows that there's some people that she gets along with great and some people she doesn't. So, and like us all. Oh, and she doesn't care about being liked. That's, she says that too. Like, I don't care. Exactly. Like, that's the thing is like, some people don't have that yet where they don't, have to be liked by everybody like it feels nice to be liked but like i have a polarizing effect on people i think personally it's book report time we're gonna find out from each member their final thoughts and do they recommend the book let's listen talking about untamed by glennon doyle finish the book love the book would i recommend it to others absolutely have i been already rather compulsively. I've been quoting the heck out of it. I literally like every moment I get, if something even close to the topic that comes up all over this, which is really about being a human in a modern world. What does that mean? And what are the things that kind of trap us or interrupt our ability to think for ourselves, how to distinguish that like social conditioning, um, versus what is our truth, our deep knowing within. Um, and so it really actually comes up quite a bit because I think a whole heck of a lot of us adults at some point or another 
for long duration or short kind of have issues with the way that the world runs in some way. It just doesn't feel like a good fit. Um, so absolutely, I would recommend this book. Just, it's really lovely on all accounts, like the truth bombs, uh, the way that it is written, it is so bite size, and yet there is an intensity, a depth to it, which isn't kind of like a low, sort of like sinking. It's still quite energetic and fun and playful. One passage that I would like to end on that just, this is like a throwback for Glennon, reflecting back to kind of like her college years, which was literally kind of like my high school and university um, experience where we may or may not have um, experimented with a few foreign substances. Um, so here she goes. She goes, when I fell in love, I felt a lot like I did when I ate hallucinogenic mushrooms with my friends in college. When the mushrooms kicked in, we'd fall into a rabbit hole together. Suddenly, I'd feel utterly connected to the people I was tripping with and equally disconnected from everyone sober. My friends and I were in a bubble of love. No one else could reach us or understand us. I felt sorry for the sober people. They didn't know what we knew or felt what we felt or love like we loved. We called them the normal people. Be careful, we'd whisper to each other when one of them would approach. She's normal. So why that passage out of all the passages to kind of like wrap up my thoughts on this book? Because reading this book and that passage in particular reminded me of my tribe of women and I'm so excited and delighted to be reunited not that we ever kind of uh, became estranged uh, with each other but having this book club podcast book interrupted to come back to with some people that I have known for a very 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 long time who absolutely love me even though they may not like everything about me and something weird happens as you get into adulting all of a sudden you find yourself with all the people that you care about and love the most and yet somehow you're onto some sort of weird skewed schedule of only seeing them maybe like every four months or your biannual get together or what have you and it's just it's interesting that we don't prioritize those relationships understandably so but it is still a bit strange isn't it and I loved reading that part of her book because it just reminded me how precious our connections are to each other and how important Book Interrupted is to me. Hi this is my final book report for Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, I really liked it and generally speaking I thought it was a really easy read, fast-paced, good messages, really like really inspiring story. Um, the only negatives I would have is that sometimes she came across a bit preachy uh, which you know I didn't hate but it came it did, I didn't love either. She kind of has a little bit of a better than attitude and maybe we're not all at like we haven't all arrived, you know? So I felt a bit that, you know, it had a very, I was doing it wrong and now I'm doing it right kind of thing, which doesn't feel very realistic. I mean, and I think she has quite a following and um, kind of ha has a lot of people that work with her, for her, come to her talks. So I'm sure that 
would lead to talking in that way so like some parts like there was a part like with the cream cheeses and it's like yeah that mom wants to bring a lot of cream cheeses which sucks like that's true but like she's a bit harsh I get the message was that you know we don't want to raise our kids to be assholes but um she doesn't seem to like a lot of moms at her school <laughs> anyways uh overall the book was really great and I have nothing but positive things to say just uh a great inspiring story um and i would read another book by her for sure i would definitely read a book by her again some of the positive things i really liked were i love her ideas about women's bodies and a really like breaking it down for current contemporary cultural media reasons um the messaging and how she talks to her daughters about that yeah the just the overall message just like really like a female body image and worth issues i think really um was the one of the biggest takeaways for me from the book that was really good i have a quote and self-hatred is harder to unlearn than it is to learn it is difficult for a woman to be healthy in a culture that is still so very sick and that is true to like love yourself and not have self-hatred be your motivation um, for anything in life, body, work, like you're not smart enough, you don't make enough, or whatever it is, I think that that is really um, such a hard lesson to unlearn, and I bet you a lot of people, including myself, are always working at that. So, wrap up. Boop, boop, boop. I really like the book, and uh, I would definitely read a book by her again. First, I want to say that in the beginning, in my first personal journal, I had said that I was really ex kind of excited about the book, maybe not really, but kind of excited about the book, that I thought that I would like it because I was worried she was going to tell, not show, and in the first bit, she was telling all these stories, and I felt like she was showing and not telling. But then, unfortunately, now that I finished reading the book, I think that she told more than she showed. For me, the strengths of this book were her stories. I found her musings to be too easy answers to complicated topics. And I like and agree with a ton of the stuff that uh, she was saying and writes about, but I think it was told too safely. It feels too controlled, like it's wrapped up in a little bow. She writes that she is happy now, and that's why we can't feel her struggle as much. But I want to feel her frustration through her writing instead of just being told it. That being said, uh, I think Lennon Doyle is a really great bridge for people and women in particular of a certain demographic. She was originally a Christian blogger, and she's pretty and blonde and white, and she has an in to be able to teach many people who have not been or don't aren't exposed to LGBTQ people, people of color, and her messages of equality, of faith, of anti-racism are messages that need to be heard. And it's put in a really easy-to-read format, coming from someone who used to be them or who looks like them. Would I recommend Untamed? I wouldn't read it again, but I'm not unhappy I read this book. It's not life-changing for me, and nothing that she uh, said was groundbreaking for me. But I enjoy the stories and hearing about her life and her viewpoint. So that's how I feel. I don't know if I answered the question of whether I would recommend or not. I will leave it up to our listeners to uh, decide. 
I would definitely recommend this book. Um, I really like this book. Each chapter was very precise um, and it was very easy to read and get through. I really liked Glennon. I think she's um, a really good person. And, um, and the way she relates to different issues and how she kind of paints a picture for you, I really like that. How honest she is about herself, I really like that too. Um, I would, I relate to her a lot. Um, personality, like some of her personality traits, like her empathy shut down, definitely do that. Um, but at the same time, like her doer, like I'm a doer too. So I'm always doing something. So I don't like, just like sit around and do nothing. So yeah, I really like the book. I really like Glennon. I loved her love relationship with Abby. I love some of the topics she brought up because I agree with most of the things she said. I'm on the same page as her. Um, but there was something, it took me a while to do this book report because there was something that's a kind of like, what is it about the book that didn't make me go crazy, crazy for it? I figured out what it was. So there's only one tiny thick criticism I have about this book, so I really love it. In the beginning of the book, she mentions her old memoirs and how some of the things she said, like one of them, she said, well, this is the horseshit I said in my first book or whatever. And, um, and I like that because it's like, oh, these are the new things I'm realizing. But by the end of the book, I think she was just right back there, like where she was in the first two memoirs, I guess, saying like, now she has figured out the secret formula and this is the way th that life should work out or whatever. And I feel like she's gonna be back where she, was here. Maybe in her next memoir I'll be like, well, well, nope. Um, maybe she has figured it out, but I'm guessing that, um, that new lessons will come and new ways of thinking and doing things will come maybe in a different part of her life. And then she'll be like, well, this is what I thought in this book. So, but that's the only criticism Glennon. I really love this book. I finished the book. I liked it mostly. I much preferred the first two parts being uh, the first part being caged um, about a caged tamed domesticated glennon doyle the second part the keys four steps to get out of the cage and the last part called free i had mixed feelings about she lost me part way through because i didn't quite agree with everything she was saying and uh, Glennon is a good storyteller so reading her chapters which are each a story it was enjoyable and each one is tied up with a moral at the end she tells you what the moral is and what she learned and that's nice the tone of the first two chapters is that of a self-help book and so I think that's why the last section was a little bit harder to swallow because, because some of the things she said were maybe a little naive, I didn't agree with everything, it was important for me to remind myself that it was in fact a memoir, even though it was being presented as advice. I think the power of the book is that it talks about a lot of different social issues. Glennon displays it as something that she's trying to get her mind around, figuring out how to deal with them, what she's learned. So it's good because the readers can then start thinking about what they think about that, possibly read up on those subjects some more, things like 
white privilege and patriarchy and sexuality and religion. Um, so that's good, but you don't get very much about each of these subjects. It's just kind of an introduction and um, there's a little snippet of everything um, about what she's learned. And maybe that's why some things come off as naive because she hasn't figured out um, all of her final lessons about those things yet. I mean, she does say in the book that she might look back on some of these stories and think they were pretty naive, and that has happened to her in the past. She's very open about that. Uh, some of her previous writings, she doesn't always agree with. And so because of that, you have to read this book with a critical eye. And that's okay, because it's a book about figuring out who you are, and if you can use it to inspire yourself to figure out who you are, then uh, I think that's great. Um, I would like to see, at the end of Glennon's career, writing career, her uh, to go back and make a compilation from each of her books, uh, take the stories where she, as an older woman, fought, like, you know, that at the end of her career, um, the stories where she thinks, like, the, I, I learned my final lesson in that, and put that all together. That'd be really interesting, right? Because I'm sure she, I didn't read her other books, but uh, she learned something in them as well. Obviously, they were very popular, so... So yes, I would recommend this book uh, because the storytelling is good. I would definitely recommend the first two parts and I'd recommend the last section with a qualifier that it is a memoir and it could make you think about uh, some interesting things. I feel like some of the things that Glennon Doyle was saying just really captured how I feel about things and she was able to put them into succinct like messages that were so gratifying for me to read. It was like achieving clarity of my thoughts through somebody else's words. That's a good way to put it. I thought that I was going to be showing you how good Glennon Doyle was by contrast, by being terrible at expressing myself right now. But I got it out. Woo! So let's see, what should we talk about? I love, okay, let's see some highlights. So I said in another video, I really love her um, take on religion. I think that's awesome. I think that's exactly right. Um, uh, the other thing that I like, this scared me, but also made me feel better. You know how when you see somebody screw up it makes you feel less insecure or worried about your own screw-ups. So the other thing that I liked was when um, she she did her feminist, what would you call it, mission? Or she was trying to do something pro-female, something pro-people of color. And the way that she went about it, she felt really proud. And she went to bed and she was happy with herself. And then when she woke up in the morning, she was like totally skewered in the media because... Um, she learned a lesson the really hard way that, well, she describes it that there's two ways to be supportive of anti-oppression work. If you're not a member of the people of color group or a minority group, I guess it would be a better way to say it, then you can use your own privilege to like spearhead um, causes. But what that also runs the risk of doing is taking away from um, groups that are already uh, established and working that are ran by minorities for minorities and uh, and also implies that you might know better or could have a whiff of uh, white saviorism so 
um, what she learned was it's best to take your attention and resources and anything else that you might be able to bring to the table and use it to direct the attention to these um, groups that already exist. So I just thought that was a, a really hard lesson and I appreciated her vulnerability in owning that lesson. And uh, I was worried or I am worried that I might learn that lesson because I'm interested in being supportive of people who are oppressed in general. And, um, but I've learned a lot of information that makes me really scared too, that I'm going to do it wrong or make a mistake. So what I have to remember is that the work involves making mistakes and that's okay. So thank you, Glennon, for, uh, being a living example of um, I also really like the idea of her charity, the um, Together Rising, about how she puts people already doing stuff in connection with the people who want to like donate and support to people doing stuff and like connects them. That's genius to me. I love that. So I'd love to be um, involved in something like that or even Together Rising itself. That would be great. I just, the thing about it that makes me the happiest or that makes me, like that draws me to it the most is the honesty and the vulnerability. You can see it in that story about when she talks about how her book, um, Love Warrior was getting released or had not even been released yet. Like it was getting released the week after she announced her divorce. Um, that's pure human folly. And I, I really like that. Um. That's what makes me, that's what resonates with me the most is that willingness to be vulnerable and share those things that otherwise one might want to hide or manipulate because, you know, how dare someone who wrote Love Warrior that's like, I can't remember what the tagline was, something like, uh, something about saving a marriage or anyway. <laughs> the tagline is that. And then she's getting divorced literally the week before it comes out. Like, that is so amazing. And I love that she embraced it. So thank you, Glennon. Thank you, Kara, for picking this book. And uh, I guess that's about it for today. On Book Interrupted. Boom. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and you'll be notified when there's new content. Want to be part of the conversation? Have your voice heard on our fan episode next week. Or recommend a book and you could be joining us for a six-week book cycle. Find out more by going to www.bookinterrupted.com fans. Are you a self-published author? Are you looking for a platform to reach readers? then Book Interrupted might be just what you're looking for. We're looking for self-published authors to sponsor an episode, an interruption, or a full book cycle. Please find out more at www.bookinterrupted.com sponsorship. Book Interrupted.